Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. And uh, we're really going to uh, go for it today. We're going to uh, we're gonna talk about a subject that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And I say that because I'm out and about and I talk to a lot of Christians. And I have understanding. Proverbs 4, 7 says, and all you're getting, get understanding. And in Matthew chapter 12, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil things. Basically what he's saying, and actually Romans 10 says, with the heart one believes and with the mouth confession is made. I'm paraphrasing. And actually you can tell what somebody believes by what's coming out of their mouth. Because whatever's coming out of their mouth is coming out of their hearts. And that's what their mind's on. And again... That comes from Revelation. So the Bible tells us to walk by faith, not by sight, to walk in the spirit, and we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And he also tells us in Romans 12, 3, 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I always tell people, here's, here's the process. When you redeem, reconcile, and restore back to God, you get saved first. And we know that's easy, and that's by faith. You got to believe what the scripture says, that God sent Jesus, he died, God raised him from the dead, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And he said, believe that in your heart, and then just agree with that by saying, I do. Basically, you didn't confess it with your mouth. It's like a marriage. Scripture says we're married to Christ. So you say, yeah, I do. That's I do believe that. So you made that confession. Now, upon that confession of faith, you saying I do, you're saved. Okay, a lot of people stop right there. They get saved. They get fire insurance just enough. They don't want to go to hell. So they call that fire insurance. They stop right there. But I don't think you should stop right there. And some churches will tell you, take this next step. And this next step is a good one because it happened. Jesus did it. Water baptism. That's not sprinkled because Jesus, I was just reading it yesterday. It says when he came up from the water, up from the water means he was down in the water. So you got to get baptized and baptized is symbolic of us. Being in relation with Jesus, the old man being buried, the new man being resurrected, newness of life. That's what baptism to me represents. And again, Jesus, John was baptizing and Jesus asked John to baptize him. And we know what happened after Jesus got baptized. The heavens opened up and there was a voice from heaven saying, 
this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I believe the same things happens to us when we get baptized. Right. If you don't believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's the first Jesus part. Christ is Lord. Before you get baptized, you just got wet. Right. You just you just went. <laughs> and then now you can do it just before you get baptized. And I know we used to do that. I do that now before I baptize somebody. I ask them, have they received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? And if not, we can do that right now. That only takes a second too, about three, five seconds. And now we can baptize you in the name of Jesus. Some people like to do it in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I do it in both to, to get all, everything covered. I just do it. I, it can't hurt. So I just want to cover all bases. So uh, then now a lot of people stop there, Richard. But see, that ain't where you stop. Now you got to go over to Romans 12, too, where he tells you, I beseech you, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies or yourself holy unto God, a living sacrifice holy unto God, and do not be conformed to this world. Conformed to means, means to be configured, shaped into this world's mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that's where a lot of people... Don't they don't do that part, and that's a lifelong process. That's a lifelong process because here's the deal: when he says don't be conformed to this world, you've already were conformed to this world. Yeah, that was a done deal. Yeah, it was a done deal. So he's saying don't continue to be conformed to this world, but on the contrary, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I know he wants to renew us by our mind and not to have us conform to the world, because in Colossians it says you've been conveyed. conveyed out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light or the kingdom of his dear son. It tells us in Colossians 1, verse 12. And he tells us over in John chapter 1, 3, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, he cannot know or see or be a part of the kingdom of God. You got to get born again. Because that which is born of flesh is flesh. That's in the natural. That which is born of spirit is spirit. That's the spiritual newborn birth. So I always tell people I got born again in 1999. And I, I like to joke around, say 1999, 2000, because I went to a church that told me I, I, I believed and confessed, read the word on being saved. And I went back and told the pastor's wife I was saved. And she bust my little bubble. She told me, boy, you ain't saved. I'll let you know when you're saved. <laughs> and I did what the scripture says. But again, it, it does matter what church you go to because she said I wasn't saved to, her evidence of me being saved was speaking in tongues. God's evidence of you being saved is you just come on in by faith and you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. And that ain't confessing, speaking in tongues with your mouth. That's what they believe. So I got born again, again in 2000 with Pastor Price on the cruise. And I, he went to the right, same scripture in Romans 10. So that's why I said 99, 2000. But from there, it's time to start being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And a lot of people aren't being taught that so they come in church into the body of Christ and the household of God, and they stay where they are. They're still conformed to the world. And how I know that, because they're still acting like the world. And we talk about that on this broadcast because they're a lot. Their faith is still in politicians. Their faith is still is not in God. It's still in the natural, the things that they can see, touch, feel, taste, and smell. It's not in the kingdom. And a lot of reasons it's not in the kingdom because they ain't heard about the kingdom. All they heard was, okay, you saved now and you're going to go to heaven. <laughs> and they just wait to go to heaven. They don't well, that, learn. That, well, a lot of people think that's what it's about. 
Is that right, just now, getting to heaven. Now all I got now I'm going to heaven now, so I'm in the clear. Yeah, well, I'm so in the clear. I'm just going to go do my thing until <laughs> that day comes, and then I'll be in the clear. No, not knowing. See, you're born again. Now God has, he can finish that good and perfect thing that he preordained and predestined and pre-purposed and created you for. Now you're in right standing with him. That's what it means to be righteous. You're in right standing with him. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. So now... You can go ahead and fulfill that now, but you can't fulfill that with stinking thinking, with the world's programming. You got to get the new, you got a new spirit when you get born again, but you didn't get a new mind. I know when I got born again, I still thought the same. My mind was still conformed to this world because I was still thinking like the world. I, well, I didn't know any word. I didn't know what God said. I knew what it said in Romans about getting saved. And I know faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, but I didn't know anything else. So now I had to get in a good Bible-based church and studying to show myself approved and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal to me the deep things of God. And I had to learn about biblical meditation, which transformed what I believe. So if I start meditating God's word, I ain't going to believe what the world told me anymore. I'm going to start believing what the kingdom of God, what God tells me. That's what it means not to be conformed to this world. I believe what God says. That's why we call ourselves believers. Well, you know, you talk about the world. And some of the what the world teaches is subtle. Some of it's not subtle at all. The world teaches that power is really important. And so people are trying to get power. Mm -hmm. And that power can be in their workplace. You know, they want to get to the top so they can have power. That could be in politics. That could be in any part of life where you want to have power. And so you can be somebody. And then there's fame, you know, where people want to be famous. And so... The world says that fame is a good thing, that people should know who you are, and, and that's something to strive for. We got people that are on reality TV shows today that never did anything in their whole life except be in a sex video. And then all of a sudden they got famous somehow. And now they're famous, and now they're on TV, and people are emulating them and trying to be like them, and they've done nothing. But the world says they're famous, so they're somebody because they're famous. Other The world talks about riches and that, you know, and and the bumper sticker, he who dies with the most toys wins. Those are the same thing as if you just have a lot of money, you're going to be good. That that makes a good person. And so the world says that if you have a lot of money, then that makes you better than somebody who doesn't have a lot of money. And that's how the world conforms people. It says you need to be rich. You need to be famous. You need to have power. You need to have all these things. When that's not what God has said is what he necessarily has for us. Just because people know who you are doesn't mean that you should be emulated. And so the world sets these standards and the world says this is who you should be and this is how you should act. And God says, you know what? I want you to be conformed to my well, likeness. I want I'm, you to love your neighbor. And I'm going to say you should be emulated if, if you're grounded and rooted in Christ and you're demonstrating him and his love. Well, see, that's why Paul says you can follow me as I, I follow, follow Christ. Christ. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. And again, um, it's about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And again, as you were speaking, I was just thinking some of the things you were saying. And, and I know Satan is a thief. And he controls this, what referred to as the world system. He still controls it. And his scripture refers to it also as the kingdom of darkness. And he's a thief. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
Now, he steals some of the things from God, and he perverts them. Because God wants to make your name great. He tells you that. God wants you to have influence. God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and prosperous. He wants you to be that, but in him. He wants you to be that. With, so with that his wisdom, right? That he be lifted up. That's why he Not says. You be that's why up. he says, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven." See, that's what he says wants. To lift yourself. Yeah, up. the Lord wants it. Yeah, but it's all about you. Put your your name in lights. And we like to say, like I say, in our church building, over the uh, stage, over the we have a big banner that says, "Jesus Christ is Lord." So he's the main attraction always, and we lead people to him. But God wants you to, to have the truth, and Jesus said you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, the truth is God's word. It's always God's word. In John 1, it says, <laughs> in the beginning was the word. So it's always God's word. So I like to say, get God's, let's find out what God has to say about it. And again, I got a good Bible. It has subjects in the back of it. I have a center column reference, a concordance. It, I got a great Bible. And again, if you're going to be a student of the scriptures, you got to have the right materials to be a good student. And back to, uh, what's that, Romans chapter 8. And this is what God means when he's talking about a carnal Christian. And again, that's the subject today. There's two types of Christians. We don't like to talk about this in churches because we want to keep everybody comfortable because we want to keep those tithes. We want to keep that giving. We don't want to offend anybody. But Jesus always offended people in love. And again, the truth sets ones free. So you don't want to, and the scripture talks about in Timothy, having this form of godliness but denying the power. We don't want to be that type of Christian that's a phony Christian. That's what a real fake Christian is. And, 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 and a carnal Christian is a baby Christian. And God's desire, he, he don't care about you being a baby Christian. He just don't want you to be one forever. <laughs> you know, you got to come yeah, you in gotta somewhere. You got to yeah, every Because we're born again. Get it? Born again. So you're a baby. But he says, okay, there's a scripture I read just Sunday. Uh, it says, by this time, you ought to be teachers. Yet you need somebody to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. But solid food belongs to those who are mature, who have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. A spiritual Christian understands good from evil because he's operating out of the wisdom of God. And he's take time and he's meditating on the word. He relies on the Holy Spirit to give him perfect knowledge of every situation, and every circumstance. Because Holy Spirit unravels the word and gives you what called revelation. He unravels it for you once you start meditating on it. That's his job. He has a job too. A lot of people don't even acknowledge the Holy Spirit. There's churches don't even teach on the Holy Spirit. And that's basic. That's basic stuff. You got to know when you get born again, God's Spirit lives inside of you and your spirit is alive to him that's holy <laughs> well see we can't <clears throat> excuse me we can't love our neighbors ourselves without the power of the holy spirit he we can't Romans. love those who despitefully use us without the power of the holy spirit almost everything that god commands us to do and says that we should do we cannot do without the power of the holy spirit mm-hmm. look at this look at this says right here romans 5 5 romans 5 5 says now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Right. That's what See, you the said. Love that comes out of us. It comes through him. Right. And if you don't teach on the Holy Spirit and what his function is, you still are without understanding. See, without the Holy Spirit, the first time you do something I don't like, I'm going to try and get even with you. Right. 
But the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I can love you even though you've done something to me that I don't like. Greater is he that's in me than he just in the world. This is why you see this. You see this in marriages. You see this at workplaces. You see this in all kinds of places where one person says something and you can't let it go. You got to say something back. And then, you <laughs> well, know, that's, that's being fleshed. And minded. then you got to say something back. And then the other person says something back. Pretty soon, man, you got about a 15 rounder going. And at the end, nobody can remember who said what first and how it even got started. And, 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 in in Christianity, the scriptures refers to that as being a carnal Christian. Now you got two Christians being carnal, because they're operating solely by the flesh, right? By the, the flesh senses. says get even. Right. The flesh says you can't talk to me right. like that. Now look what he says here in Romans chapter eight, verse five. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. See, it's a it's a mindset. They set their minds. Their mind is set. It's like I set a clock. To 12, 12 o'clock. It's set. It's going to go off. So it's designed to be set right here. And he says, those who live, live, that's everyday living, according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But here's where we're supposed to be. But those who live according to the spirit, they set their minds on the things of the spirit. And we know Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit in their life. God is a spirit. So look what he says. For to be carnally minded is death. Now, why would you want to be a Christian and still operating in death? Well, he said, well, be, to be carnally minded, that's where you're at. And speaking of arguments, I've learned as I'm increasing in the knowledge of the Lord and growing spiritually, I learned not to argue, argue with people, especially with my spouse, because I learned that we're royalty and kings and queens don't argue with people. They just give you the royal wave. They don't argue because they're royalty. Or certain, in God, Scripture says his name is excellence. He doesn't sit there and argue. God's not going to argue with you. He didn't argue with Adam and Eve when they ate of the forbidden fruit. He didn't go up to them and say, didn't I tell you not to eat that? I told you no. He let them do it. That's what, that's what love does, too. Love lets you do your own thing. But it's going to correct you. But look what he says back here, verse 6, Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But that's what I desire, life and some peace. And now you got to look up the word peace. That's shalom, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broke. He said to be spiritually minded, and to be spiritually minded is to be grounded in the word of, of faith, the word of truth, the word of God. That's what spiritually minded. And not only that you know it, but you actually act on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people know what the word says, but they ain't going to do it. And James tells us, don't just be a hearer of the word only, but a doer. He said, if you're a hearer and a doer, you'll be blessed in what you do. That's where God wants you at. That's the spiritually minded christian they know what the word says and they do it see i can know that my i'm supposed to love you as myself but i don't have to do it right 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 and a lot of us we know things and again god's patient with us he's long suffering <laughs> and he gives us the opportunity to make corrections because it says in timothy all scripture is given by god by inspiration of god and it's profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction so you can use the word for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly complete, lacking nothing. So God wants us thoroughly complete, lacking nothing. But he said you can find it in my word, in my wisdom. So, and all we have to do is receive it, read it, receive it, allow it, meditate on it, allow it to transform our mind, and, and just start acting on it, start doing it. Even with forgiveness, that's, a, that's elementary too, because you've been forgiven by God. And you're constantly going to go back for more forgiving. So just extend it. It's really that simple to but practice see, it's only it. only through the power of the Holy Spirit that you can do it. 
If one, I couldn't do it, so Richard. If it wasn't for the human nature, isn't to do that. That's not what we want to do. That talks about going back to being conformed to the world. That's not the world's way. No, that ain't the world's way. But it's the kingdom's way. It's and God's way. It's heaven's way. Change our mind. You got to change your mind. So now, once you're open to it, your open means I receive it, and the word is called seed. Receive it in the good ground of your heart, which is your spirit, and, and start pondering on it. Matter thinking about it. And pretty soon, your mind is going to start thinking like God. Oh, God says. Now, when situations and circumstances come up that are that you usually would respond in the flesh, now you're going to start, remember, walk in the spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So basically saying, just do the word, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the scripture tells us in Corinthians, because the flesh wants to resurrect, and it says crucify daily. So and, and here's a way to crucify it. Casting down every thought and imagination that exalts itself above the, the word of God. So any thought that's going to come, because that's what Satan uses, the thoughts. you Because you know the word now, now you got to cast that thought down and replace it with what the truth says. The truth says, forgive one another. you got to replace that. The flesh says, let's get him. <laughs> the, the spirit says, forgive him. Now, which, now the ball's in your court. Now, you got to make decision. Remember, I gave, I said before you this day, blessings and cursing, life and death, choose life. That's what he said. So we can make a choice. And again, you can make the choice to be a carnal Christian or a spiritual Christian. And we all fall, you know, because we're born again, we're babies. We're going to make some carnal choices. But at some point in our Christian life, 20, 30 years, you've been saved now. And God's been dealing me, with me with that. You've been saved for X amount of years now. You're 15 now. Start acting like it. 15 in Christ, start growing up. Remember, he said, lay aside every weight in the sand which so easily ensnares us. So now I got to start putting away some stuff. I got to, and putting away some stuff just means crucifying the flesh. Because the flesh wants to do that. That old sin nature, it still wants to do the things it was programmed to do. I was programmed by the world. But now I'm being reprogrammed or transformed by the renewing of my mind. So now I got to act on the new, the new data that's been installed. The new CD, the new programming, which comes from the Holy Spirit through the word of God. Now, I got to act on that because that's who I am. We make this declaration every Sunday, and I do it for myself and for everybody else. We put, we put up our Bible and say, this is my Bible. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I say it because faith comes by hearing. I, we got to start saying that. If not, we'll say, this is the world. I am who it says I am. I have what it says I have. We, we say, and I do what it says I do. That's being conformed to the world. No, we the scripture says in 2 Corinthians, we believe, therefore we speak. But see, we, I would say it's more subtle than that, because most people would never say that. But they think yeah, that. That's how they live. Right. right, right. You know? And this is where the power of the Holy Spirit has to transform us from the inside out, because I guarantee you there are going to be people today at work going to be people that meet each other on the street. There are going to be people in churches who are going to walk up, shake somebody's hand with a big smile, and then decide they're going, I can't stand you, you sucker. You know, I can't, I hate your guts, but you know what? I got to act nice. That's not the power of the Holy Spirit. Just because we can fake it on the outside, that's not the Holy Spirit at work in us. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we're not acting like that. So anybody who's listening who's ever done that, You've got to let the Holy Spirit change your heart, change mm -hmm. your mm -hmm. attitude. This isn't just about 
looking right on the outside because the Pharisees were notorious for looking right on the outside, but their heart was nowhere near right. And I know a lot of Christians, they looked apart. But I always tell people, again, where the rubber meets the road is when life circumstances arise, how do you respond? Do you react in the flesh or do you respond in the spirit? And again, back to this verse here in Romans 8. I'm going to go down to uh, verse 7. Because the carnal mind, that's a fleshly mind, an unrenewed mind, is into me against God. For it is not subject to the law of God or the word of God, nor indeed can be. Verse 8. So then those who are in the flesh or walking by unrenewed mind, a carnal mind, a mind that's led by the old fallen nature, the sin nature, the senses, cannot please God. He said they, they can't please God. So if you're not walking, that goes with, if you're not walking by faith, walking by the word of God, remember, without faith it's impossible to please him. I mean, faith in his word. I mean, trust in what he's telling you to do and who you are. He said, if you're not doing that, you're not pleasing me. I'm reminded of scripture in Hebrews 3. It goes back to the children of Israel coming out the wilderness. The writer was saying, they heard the gospel as well as we did, but the word that they heard didn't profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. They heard the gospel, the good news, but they didn't act on it. They didn't mix it with faith by acting on it. Actually, we know their whole conversation was contrary to what God said. Oh, God's brought us out here to kill us. No, God didn't bring you out there to and kill you. When the spies he, came back, right, oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He said he brought you out here to see what was in your heart. Will you keep his word or not? He was trying to transform you in that wilderness uh, season of your life. To get, his desire was to get you to the promised land. That's what God wanted for you. That was his will. But you talked yourself out of it. I know some Christians like that. They'll talk themselves out of the promises. They'll tell me your mind ain't renewed. They'll say what the world said. Because I met talking to a brother in Christ this morning. He was telling me about what the world system has programmed in him. I'm telling him how I got the kingdom system programmed in, in me. And when the kingdom system is programmed into you, your mindset is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Your mindset is no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Your mindset is he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Your mindset is all things work together for my good. Your mindset is greater is he that's in me. He always causes me to triumph. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I ask or think. That's the way I think now. It's just automatic. Go ahead. It's automatic. So that's the, that's the be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we're going to talk about this more as we go through the week. And uh, again, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.